Hello everyone, I have the privilege and honor to receive an old colleague, Dr. Nash Daniel. Um, you are not from Quebec, you are from, uh, you said you were from New Brunswick, right? Actually, I am born and raised in Montreal, uh, married an Acadian French girl who's also a dentist, her name is Josie Leblanc, and moved, uh, went to Quebec, Montreal, University of Montreal with back. Uh, moved to Quebec City to do oral maxillofacial specialty training and then landed in Moncton, New Brunswick in 2006 and here since. So how, how, how are things in New Brunswick? Uh, New Brunswick is a small gem. It's, it's a beautiful place. Uh, it's probably one of the provinces along with P. Prince Edward Island where people are the friendliest. Uh, life is slow, but you've got everything you need. Uh, a lot of spaces, and obviously we've got the ocean. We've got the Atlantic Ocean, so we're we're spoiled. Yeah. Uh, are you are you living in confinement right now? Um, yes, we have we have the same confinement as 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 everywhere in the country. So the province of New Brunswick is also in a state of emergency. Um, however, when you look at the cases we had in the province, we we are stuck at 118 cases total for the entire province with no new cases in the last five to six days. We have been relatively spared from the pandemic, if you want to put it that way, uh, and, and we're happy about that. But you still have the same rules of confinement. You cannot go out. Have you same, rules, same rules of confinement, you know, people cannot go out. Same as Quebec, absolutely. And I think they put it in pretty quickly, so it was, it was a good thing. So it really allowed uh, the population to slow down so everybody has been shut down all the all the dental offices have been shut down since early march just like quebec actually we, okay. we really coincided with quebec and uh, it's the same thing so far the state of emergency is still on so we haven't we haven't uh, gone back to anything normal yet so you're an overachiever how do you take that over yourself to just be stuck home uh it's 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 interesting because I am home, but I'm I'm working as hard and uh, but in a different in a different way. Okay, so so just just for the to tell you a little bit my 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 usual. So basically, usually I wake up early in the morning around five five fifteen. I breakfast with my wife. I run to the office. I start surgery around six thirty. I usually work till noon. From you know twelve to one. I'm for my management staff, for some of the companies I have, especially in the dental world. Then I start working at one, work till about five. Then I go and meet with my management company for the real estate. And usually I have meetings till about eight, nine o'clock at night, usually four days out of five. The fifth day, usually I will other types of meeting. Um, I try to train late at night, either eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, or very, very early in the morning uh, to keep physically active. Um, I've got four kids, so uh, you know, running around for hockey and, and other stuff. So it, it's it's a busy life. Now the last two, the last four weeks, if if you really want to want to tell me, I have been home, but I'm working right now on on four different projects, um, uh, very very actively uh, working on, on on AI and dentistry, a very nice project. Working on different things. Uh, and in terms of real estate, we're in the process right now of putting up two big uh, residential buildings. So I'm very busy, uh, but as 
it's a, it's a different type of busy. It's not the physical oral surgery and the patient's mouth upside down eight hours a day. It, it's a comfortable busy. I have to ask you, because usually people ask me that question, but I want an answer from another overachiever. How do you manage to do all this stuff and to succeed? <laughs> um, there, are, there are a set of rules. There are a set of principles that you have to follow to succeed. Number one, you have to believe in yourself. Number two, you have to believe in others around you, which brings you to principle number three. You have to surround yourself with people you believe in but, are, but know what they're doing and they do it for the right purpose. So if you're able to do these three things, uh, overachieving becomes much more easy. People that achieve in general are surrounded by great people. They never, never surrender. They go to the end. And they always find a way to take the negative and make it into positive. So I think, I think overachieving is a state of mind. It, it's, not necessarily, it's not necessarily an innate property that somebody's born with. It is a state of mind. And what do you think that COVID-19 will do to that mindset? Will that boost it or it will test it or it will just slow it down? I think that COVID-19, depending on your personality, on your on your on your vision of life depending on your um on your future plans can have either positive or negative effect as as far as i'm concerned covid 19 has been number one a huge break for our planet where the level of contamination has gone from here to here and our planet is breathing for a few weeks on the human level, COVID-19 is causing death all over you know, the countries, which is probably the most difficult thing to live. COVID-19, even though it has caused some death, has allowed people to reunite, families to reunite, has allowed uh, love to rekindle in, in certain families. And I think the most importantly, it has allowed people to sit back and understand and comprehend the importance of two things, health and family. So, so I think depending on where you stand as a human being today, as an individual, COVID-19 is not as bad as people think in terms of its short and long-term effect on us humans and on our planet. So if we bring back this to our profession, what do you think as a dentist we should get out of this? Uh, sorry, I didn't understand yeah. the question. Sorry. Let's bring this back to our perspective as dentists. As a dentist, yes. what do you think we should get out of this, positively speaking? So it's a very good question. I, I think dentists should take the time and learn from this event that dentistry should not be at the center and focus of your life. Whoa, coming from you, that's huge. <laughs> it is, it is, and that's what it taught me. That's why I'm saying it, because when you put dentistry at the center focus of your life, that means you put other things aside. So I can put it to you in a different way. You should not live for dentistry, dentistry should live for you. So 
as an overachiever, obviously, and doing a lot of things, uh, and working day to day, like many dentists are overachievers. I'm not the only achiever. I don't. I don't. I'm not by any. Well, you mentioned yeah. you had what, 300 employees working in your dentist yeah. company. In the different companies, uh, yes. This is somebody who loves dentistry. You cannot say that you don't love in dentistry. No, I, I, no, no. There's a difference between loving your work and your work being at the center of your life. These, these are two different things. I love what I do. I I love my staff. I walk every morning in the office and I leave every day and I love what I do. Actually today I took a picture. I can send it to you tomorrow. I was sitting in one of my offices empty and I had this, this banner right in front of me that says, I love my job. And they took a picture of me, <laughs> uh, some of my staff. So because we're, we're meeting to put some policies in place, but loving a job and making it everything in your life is two different things. So if I didn't love oral surgery, I could have retired from dentistry a long time ago, just like you can. I don't need to do oral surgery to, to survive. I make a good living. But the joy I get in doing oral surgery and helping patients for me is incredible. And the day I'm going to lose that sense, I will stop doing oral surgery. But what I meant is that even though you love your job and it is a part of your life, it should not be at the centerpiece. At the centerpiece, it should be family and health. So uh, I don't know if, if I was able to answer your Absolutely. question. And before we start this, you asked me, what do I think? And I, I told you that I love different perspective. Uh, and you're also wondering, oh, oh, can we start a book project together? And you know that I, I can go crazy. I see stuff online and then I'm stuck doing it. That's how, what happened with Eric. By the way, you, you know how, how that happened, right? He was asked, he, I interviewed him and then he asked for a second interview for philanthropy. And I, I was already out on my shoulder trying to save our economy and try to save our industry. So, philanthropy, is, is that a little too much to me? But I have to say polite because he said yes when I ask, then I can't say no. So I went online with him and uh, he put me in the center of a philanthropy problem. What do we do? Because now, now that everything is slowing down, people who uh, are depending from our donation wouldn't even have less, but the needs are going up. So he, 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 he just threw that to my face. So what do you do? I was speaking and I was talking and I was hearing myself say, oh yeah, we should write a book about it. Yeah. This guy, I was like, holy cow, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> But let's try this again. Yes. I love the fact that you're an achiever and usually people like us, we don't connect unless we, we are partners up to, for something, we compete. And uh, I realized that since the, this crisis, it's, We're all on the same boat at this stage. No, yeah. Competition is out completely. If you want to survive this, you have to start collaborating. Absolutely. Here's my crazy idea. If you want to write a book, and how about we set up a seminar of very high achiever that we know. I don't can't say that we're the best, enough, but we're high achiever, and this is, it has been proven. We have the track record. And let's just give all our secrets to the rest of the, 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 the population say, okay, this is how I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to go through. And uh, you wanted my edge, here they are. I Let's love it. change the map that we don't have to compete anymore. And if you want to compete, here are all my tools. <laughs> Let's find love it. four or three people, or maybe five from different in the dental world, so we, the people can relate. And yeah. uh, let's just shock our idea together. I think that if you want, this can be arranged by next week. And also this, love it. have fun. It's also the foundation of a book. 
I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, that, that's great. I, I, I absolutely, uh, I, I think that it's, it's a fantastic idea. And, and, you know, it's incredible because, you know, you talk about Eric, who's a philanthropist, and, 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 and I love, you know, I love giving, you know, we were in Jamaica a couple of years ago, treated 500 patients, came back, donated some food, some drugs, like, like a lot of dentists do, not just us, you know, we donated locally here. Actually, the minute the crisis started, you know, our company, East Coast Dental Group, uh, donated $8,000 right away to um, the food bank here locally to get people, help, to help people. Thank you. Uh, we set up webinars where we ask people to donate, give it to the food bank. So, you know, I, I truly believe in what Eric believes in. And, and I, what's interesting about giving without asking is that it's so rewarding. So we don't try to go and tell everybody we've done this and that, but giving without asking is, is extremely rewarding. And I think for us, you know, our, our office and my staff, when we went down to Jamaica in 2015, I don't remember when, or 2016, I think 2015, we came back all changed, even my staff, you know, because they all gave and there was no, there was no giving back. We had, actually, we were treating patients and I had I, some patients, I was paying the money just to get back home. Just, you know, just get back home. They're waiting in line outside for hours for us to, to take a tooth out or this. So, you know, I think for us to be able to give our secrets out in what we do, and they're not really secrets. They're, they're, they're not recipes. They're, for us, they, they are a way of living and, and to, to help other people, you know, see what we do. Because a lot of times, you know, people like you back and like me, we do things very unintentionally. We, we do things very... And in a very instinctive way, morning and say, you know, I'm gonna do this, 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 this. You know, I was I was at work today. I'm working on I'm working on this 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 new project. It's just this wonderful AI project with you know in dentistry. And I wake up this morning and I was I was work meeting with my staff and I get a call from a friend. And he says, Nash, where are you? I said, I'm I'm you know I'm meeting with my staff on Zoom. He says, I got this real estate opportunity. This guy, you know, he's in trouble. He wants to sell. What do you want to do? I said, well, give me a minute. So picked up my phone, other phone, called my real estate guy who works in my real estate company. I can call him. So these are, these, I didn't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to go and buy a building today. And this, these things happen very instinctively. And when you're an overachiever or when you, when you dwell for things, um, luck opens up to you. And luck is not, as, you know, as, as they say, luck opens up to the prepared mind. And that's all we do is we, we have our mind open all the time and luck opens up to us. So I think to share our ideas with people across the world, it'd be great. I, I love the way that you approach this. And also I'm so grateful that you reach out because this one thing I've learned, it's, I don't know about you, but, I was kind of feeling lonely in our profession because every time that we meet, we talk about cavities, we talk about surgery. It's all talk or it's the, the core you're having or where did you spend your vacation? And I can't stand small talk. So that's why I, I, I have the opportunity of being a snob. I'm on my corner and don't even get bother me. I'll disappear as soon as the, the course starts. But what I'm trying to say here is this crisis allowed people that do, are doing very interesting stuff very um, special things and those people usually never vocal uh, their opinion or their voice in our field and this has allowed 
people like you and my you and me, Dr. Eric, and I have a, a bunch of them at this stage who are right, say, let's be human. That's and exactly. if you look at what they do, man, they they're not overachieving. Huh. I, I am the little guy in, to, in, in that group. Just yes, to, it's, too. absolutely. No, no, they pick my table just to show the rest of the profession because we don't have a good reputation. That's for sure. Our patient loves us, but the rest of the patient no. doesn't like us at all. But let's just show them a little face that we do in science and also just to, to inspire the other. Because they, 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 they are alphas and they are the followers. But I yeah. think that it's the role of the alphas at this stage to just take uh, the stage and see that, yeah, I, I'm just like you guys and we can do something more with our days, with the means that we are given. And dentistry is a beautiful profession. It's a wonderful profession. I really agree with you. I love the profession. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, you know, let's, let's imagine we've got a show right now. We've got a lot of people. I'm going to tell you this true story that happened to me very early in my career, very early in my career. Um, I joined this practice in monk and oral surgery and, and, and I got in and I joined a couple of oral surgeons. I was young, you know, that's 2005. I'm 48 now. I was, I was you know, early 30s. Uh, coming out of Quebec City, very well trained. So I see this patient who was seen by, by, by my colleague, and he's a cancer patient. He's got tongue cancer, you know, waiting for chemo radiation. He needed all of his teeth up. So I walked in. I was going to put him to sleep and take out his teeth. And I just before I introduced myself, I do the job and I said, Anything I can do for you, uh, you know? And then I, I looked and I and I noticed he's got a lot of teeth. I said, you know, are you are you able to are you able to lose your job? What's going on? You know, I'm starting out. And he says, yeah, I did. I mean, I can't work anymore. But I said, um, I, I said, how did you make, get the money to pay for this? Are you okay? Can I help you? He says, no, no. He said, I I got all my friends to help me out. I have the money. I said, okay. So I I did the surgery, and I finished the surgery. I walked out and went up front and I said, the girl, I said. You don't charge that patient. It's a, it's free it's free of charge. So the patient walks out and I you know he wakes up and all this. The family comes in and he looks at me and he says, uh, "I want to pay." I said, "No, it's a, it's a gift." And he looked at me. He says, "God will pay you back ten times more what you gave me today." And actually, actually, to stop the interview for a second here, there it is. It's still it's. It's still on my desk. This is dated. Thank you. It means the world, David Gauguin family. He, he brought me this a couple of weeks later for after <laughs> his radiation. But what really struck me in this story is when he told me, God will give you back 10 times what you gave me today. And back, you're not going to believe this. Within, this, is, this is back when I started my, my entrepreneurial Within less than a month, I struck a business deal that made me so much money, you just can't believe it. And it, it clicked up. I said, <laughs> I still have him as a patient, by the way. He still comes to see me. This isn't my, in my office. It's my home. It's been here for, this is uh, 2006, 14 years ago. So, you know, this is, again, this is the power of giving. It's, and he explained to me, he says, Nash, giving is a circle. It's a closed circle. The more you give, the more you get. It's not an open loop. It's not the more you give, the more you lose. And, and this is something that achievers understand very quickly. And, and that's why I, I, I love your idea of, of, 
of giving our time, giving our, I don't call it secrets, just giving our philosophy, I would call it. Because you don't have secrets. You're giving your away. Huh? You're giving your edge away. This is based on what people will hear from you yeah. and I. We just make the, uh, we just make a void so we can fill it with something better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is why, why people hate me because even when I try to be, because you know, before I was kind of naive. I was doing something good and was expecting people that I help to be thankful. Actually, they, they're not. They just, they, 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 they love the fact that you help them and then they're pissed because you, you always look better than they are. Today, what I've learned is, okay, I'm going to help. I don't expect anything in return. But the sooner I start to help, what I, what's going to happen is I'm going to empty myself from that because that's, I, I know already. And I have more space to put more stuff in. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. That's, that's a good way of thinking. <laughs> and and the, the, the funny part is now, nobody can say a word against whatever I'm saying. Even if they, they hate me, they have to shut up because I'm giving you. And if you criticize me at this stage, look who, who, who's screwing who here. <laughs> I agree with you. No, no, listen, uh, again, I'm going to definitely take the time to, uh, to read your books and, and just get to know you a little more and get to know uh, things. But I, I, as I said earlier, when I talked to you before this interview, I, I am uh, humbled by, uh, by everything you've done. It's, it's incredible. I'm just another guy. The thing is, I have a big mouth, so you see what I'm doing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the day I start succeeding, okay, okay this is my... I give that in conference. People were laughing. You know, we all look, when we look in the mirrors, oh, yeah, I'm James Bond. I'm James Bond. And the day I start succeeding, it's, uh, look in the mirror and say, I'm not James Bond. I'm Shrek. And from that day, <laughs> you have charisma. It's <laughs> a good <laughs> Honestly, from that day on, I start to succeed in everything. The day I stop trying to be James Bond. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You stop trying and it just comes natural. So two things, Nat. One, one um, if you are, you, you're available, let's try to have a, a panel by next week. We, we'll call it the overachievers. Maybe that's going to even the, the title of our book. And let's try to find a few people like us who are willing to share with the rest of the population, especially dentists, but mainly just share how we do it, uh, what happened in the how to get out of this crisis with a win. I think that people will, will just appreciate the, the, the share. Expect the, the jealousy and also the, uh, the next year we're coming back at you after, but no, man, at least we're gonna be a few, so you don't be alone. <laughs> and um, if you have anybody in mind that's gonna, that's gonna can keep to that, that same level, I will appreciate the, uh, I have a few people in mind, but let's try to find the very big achiever in the dental field that people can relate to. Yeah, that's what I need to, I need to, I need to, you know, in my immediate circle, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't have a lot of, you know, you talk about overachievers, but people that, you know, are doing what you're doing or, or you know, what I really will achieve, there's not a lot of them, you know, there, there's, there's a few in between, but I'll definitely put a lot of thought to it today and tomorrow as to you know i have a few people in mind i have a few people in mind but let's try to keep this open for maybe the next few days yeah. uh, i need a picture that you like send that to me and uh, i'll try to schedule something maybe for the end of next week because we need the time to organize this but let's have a zoom seminar where uh, we're going to announce in advance what we will be giving away <laughs> and to <people> enjoy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I gave I gave a, a one hour, uh, two hour webinar last week on, on the COVID actually, 
uh, it's on YouTube. I can, I can give you a link and watch it, but it's more scientific. It's not, but uh, definitely you want a picture. You want to send you a picture of? Of you. Is that how I will have to do the marketing of this? More relaxed, more relaxed or more, more, more The way more you like yourself. <laughs> the way you like yourself. And also I have to ask, Doug, because um, this morning I, I, I talked with Martin Lavallee, Wait. which is the PDG of um, the Institut International. And we had a crazy talk. We had a lot of fun. And just out of my mouth, let's make a concert to celebrate the end of the confinement. I have to ask, are you playing any, interest in any instrument? I don't. It's, it's a pity because my wife is a musician. My kids, like my musician, she plays the piano. Kids, I don't play any music. You're singing. singing. <laughs> It'll be scaring everybody out of the room. I remember that. <laughs> But this is another crazy we, we just launched. And I, I'm going to pursue that idea. It's going to have an international uh, concert on, from Zoom to celebrate the end of the confinement. <laughs> and this time, the dentist will have started that, the initiative. <laughs> Martin Lavallee, is he uh, the son of Dr. Lavallee who was there before? Yes. Yeah, that's he's, right. uh, he's the president of the company. And uh, we just connect this morning. And this is the kind of crazy people that I met and I am. We have stuff done live throughout our interviews. And this is how we connected. <laughs> so tell me back, what do you have in mind? Like, uh, you know, find a few of our achievers. What do you have in mind? Tell me. Just so, so I can get prepared. Oh, many. Just be who you are. And I'll be preparing the question since I, I know those shoes too. So mainly I'll be the host. I'm going to just go through people and say, I'm going to squeeze them out of the juice. Um, and the format that we have at the, the alphas is something that I just created. It was for me until this crisis and I, I haven't launched yet. So I, I used everything that I had to, uh, to serve the communication of this crisis. That's why it looks so polished. But mainly what we're doing, it's, it's two hours. The first hour is it's, we're going through the question and we're going through what is planned. But then the second hour, we go to the public. Everybody that are there, and usually the people like you and, you and I, uh, I don't like the idea that we have people on a spot talking down on the people. So mainly we, we're gonna just keep the narrative. So this uh, the first hour, we're gonna just tell what we have in mind. Then we're gonna interact with everybody in the room. And when I say the room, we're all at our, in our living room, our basement, talking through a camera. We're all equal. So uh, people love yeah. that formula. And I mean, this is what I'm, I'm proposing in the stage. I might have some few people from the United States. I'm going to just ask around who would like to be on board. But then you have to match uh, <laughs> the fact that you're an overachiever. You have to prove that fact. <laughs> hey, I'm up for the challenge. Don't worry. And uh, just so you know, uh, we are international. So uh, if even we have people speaking in French, I, I don't speak other things than English and French, but I am open to the fact to have people talking more than one language on a table, because now it's the time to, let's break all the barrier. It's I, not about which, it's not about course, I, not about I speak Lebanese, not a problem. <laughs> it, it's about a spirit. Yeah, yeah no, no, listen, I speak Lebanese, uh, fully Lebanese, so it's not a problem. <laughs> so Doc, If usually I finish all my interviews with a message of hope, if I'm, I'm going to ask you, what would be the hope you're having for our people out of this crisis? What would that be? I hope people following this crisis will take the time to take, take care of themselves. Thank you. Take, take care of yourself. And... Uh, The wisdom here is if you can take care of yourself, 
that you can take care of others. No, and I think that's been really, you know, very, it's, it, the, the best example of this is healthcare workers. They're telling them, take care of yourself so you can take care of others, but it's also for people. And when I say take care of yourself, again, I repeat what I said earlier, not only the physical, emotional, and most importantly, spiritual level. So I hope people will just find a new way of taking care of themselves. I think that's what I, that's what I hope the most happens after all this. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your- Thanks, Mike. To, to generally share. And uh, it, it's, you said at the beginning, it's refreshing. <laughs> thank you. Now listen, thank you so much again. I appreciate you taking the time to reach out with your busy schedule. Uh, I, again, I feel privileged that I was able to meet you and chat with you and I'm looking forward to-, uh, to But this kind of talk, anytime, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right.